Let me just get my phone out so you can see this timer. We've 23 minutes until the first cut. All right. Well, welcome. <laughs> I don't even know what episode number. I don't is. either. Let me check. Welcome. Nah, we'll, we'll worry about that later. All right. Welcome back to the to another episode. What's our podcast? The Hatching name? Podcast. The Hatching Podcast. It's episode number 21. Really? According to our website, yeah, 21. Oh, right. um, and it's been literally a year since our last one. Um, it became kind of a running joke to say it's, it's been a while since the last episode. That's kind of a running thing that we do. Yeah. Um, it really, really has been a while this time. It's been kind of an insane amount of time. Yeah. Sorry. So this is going to be like a, either a really long episode that we'll cut into bits or one jam-packed episode that we hope is super interesting. I hope it's interesting. I, there is a chance because all this stuff's happened like a long time ago now. Yeah. We're going to misremember details and yeah, that yeah, happened, sort of wishy-washy kind of answers for stuff. But yeah, a lot has happened. If we are so. like that, we apologize. Yeah. But the next one will be, we won't wait another year for the next one, we promise. How long are we going to wait? Well, how are we supposed to? How often are we supposed to do this? I think it was originally supposed to be bi-weekly. Oh, I think it was originally weekly, and we were like, "This is crazy! Like, yeah. let's do it bi-weekly." And um, then monthly, just, maybe monthly, and now it's yearly. Apparently, if, if they were like fifteen minutes once a month, that'd be interesting. That would be good. Yeah, that would be good. Should we do that? Like, tweet at us or something, please, and tell us. <laughs> we'll we're going to be real rusty at this one. I know, I know. We uh, we have. Oh yeah, alcohol. Alcohol. To try and give us. I think most people listen to the audio and not the video version. But John's girlfriend made us margaritas, and they were pretty over. She went all out. Need one colors for straws. Just wanted to point out. Two straws, red and white. Two straws. Um, Garnished with a lime. Yeah. All right. Well, I think the again, if you're watching on video, if you're not, if you're on audio. It's only John and I sitting here. Elephant in the room is David's not here anymore. You want to take that one? <laughs> uh, sure. Okay. Um, he's just no longer with us. I think he left September, November. Yeah. September, something like that. Yeah. Um, he's not dead. I realized that. <laughs> I said that made it sound like he was dead, but he's not. Um, we think. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think he's working on his design company full time. But yeah. So it's back to John and I. Yep. And other people as well, but yeah. What's the next thing? Um I just have what's been going on. Which is quite a lot of stuff because it's been literally a year. <sighs> yeah. I guess the most obvious thing is I'm jumping out of order a little bit, but we're in a new office. Yeah. I- again, those yeah. on we'll describe it for you at home on uh on audio, there's a big, a big space behind us. How long have we been in here since January? Yeah, it's just after Christmas. So we, we moved offices one floor up from where we were for the last two years to a new space, and actually like designed it. It's still coming together. Kind of, it's it's a work in progress still, but yeah. But the yeah. other one we just kind of took as is. One was downstairs, and it was. I mean, it was cool. It was a nice space, but it wasn't really like yeah. It didn't only, feel like our space. The only know? thing that made you feel like you were in a need want office was there was a need want sticker on a wall, like a giant need want logo, and then a couple red things. Like we had le- red leather chairs, and that was it. Yeah. Now, like the whole space is white with a bl- uh, black floor, and then there will be like little red touches throughout the office soon. Like our lamps aren't done. Yeah. We have a, a conference room now with a door. Yeah, I think the next podcast will film in there. Yeah, that would be cool. It's called the black box and it's completely black. Everything in it is black. I posted a picture of Marshall on my Instagram account. I'll, I'll put it in the video just so you can kind of see. But it's, it's cool. It's just black. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. kind of turned into like a little meme among our friends. Like I'm some like horrible person that fires people in this like really stark room. In the black room. box. Yeah. We have a neon sign that says the black box. Yeah. It sounds weird just saying it. It does. Well, I'll I think show pictures we'll, of it. We'll, with yeah, with we'll pictures, it won't be so weird, I don't think. It's cool, we promise. <clears throat> the, the big difference, though, is we had a conference room before, but our last conference room didn't have a door, which made things kind of annoying when we were like yeah. taking calls in there. We had all those like, people I fired, like, yeah, really awkward. I know. <laughs> um, 
So yeah. Yeah, it's been really nice. It's also like right next to our desks. The other one was, our old office was like a giant shotgun rectangle and it was literally opposite end of the office yeah. and John and I were on the far end. So that was annoying. It's hard to justify walking all the way there where yeah. we could just like have a conversation next to yeah. each other. Yeah. But anyways, well, yeah, a lot has been going on. I feel like people think that we maybe like went out of business or something. I know. <laughs> yeah, it which, has been that we, long. We didn't. Also, there's nobody in the office because it's President's Day and we're super nice and everybody has a day off. It's funny. Like my, my mom came to visit <laughs> since last podcast. I don't even And uh, yeah, like she, she just happened to come on a day when no one was here. Like, you know, we have a policy where like you can work from home if you want. That's totally fine. She came to visit me in America, which is the first time she's done it. And I was like excited to like show her around and like show the company and stuff. And yeah, there was just no one there. And I, I, I found myself getting like really defensive. Like, <laughs> oh, like I swear, like it is a real company. Like people do work here, I promise. I, uh, I feel like that all the time. Like we'll have meetings. There's rarely a day when everybody that lives in St. Louis is all in the office at the same time. Yeah. Like, Usually it's like half, best case, is like in the office. And that's great, like we like it that way, but I find myself in that position of like, I swear yeah, like, I'm yeah. gonna work here. We are a real company, I promise. Yeah. Like even when like UPS guy comes, sometimes I just get the sense they're a bit like, yeah, this is weird. The old what office do you guys do here? had like a bed in the middle of the yeah. room for smart <laughs> And then like stacks of mattresses, it was, yeah, it's weird. Anyways, well, should we get into all the events that happened over I think, I think the last 12 months? That's probably a good place to start, Marshall, cool. yeah. I think the last thing that people heard of us was the last two blog posts, which were announcements to sell mod notebooks and emoji masks. That's one of the reasons why I think people thought we were going out of business. We don't post anything for basically a year, and yeah. the only few things we do post are like we're selling two of the companies. Yeah. So yeah, a couple of people mentioned, like, you guys okay? Yeah. Like, what's been going on? How long do you think we could keep it up where people, like, we just lie to people and like act like we were still in business. Like ran a space, like threw a couch in a room. Hang on, so the question is like, if we went out of business and just like kept the website up and just sort of did absolutely nothing. And like released podcasts and just like made up business Talk learnings. about like random business Fake learnings. business learnings. I mean, probably indefinitely, I feel like. It's a cool social experience. Fake business learnings. <laughs> the twist is we've actually been doing that for the past, <laughs> past three years. This is all shit out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, probably quite a while. Yeah. That was a joke, by the way. Yeah, we're, we're promise to a real company, promise. <laughs> it's this whole weird dynamic again. Yeah. We're convincing people it's a real company. We swear. I've gone out of order on this list. I'm already lost, so just pick we're, one. We're back to, uh, to mod and, and okay. uh, emoji mask. Cool, cool, So, I think, which one for, whatever. They were both for sale around the same time. About the same time, yeah. And, Mod we sold, and the reason for both was just like focusing on the couple things that were like really, really, really growing. And those two we hadn't really touched. We, had, we literally hadn't touched them. In a year. Yeah. When we decided to sell them. Is, so it really was over a year. They were kind of just chugging along, doing okay. Like if somebody took them and put some effort into them, like you would probably do better than we were doing with them. For sure. Yeah. And it was just still like a distraction of like, other stuff, you know, like allowed us to like clear some headspace and focus on smart betting, uh, peel, and some other stuff we had coming. So mod, I think everyone just wants to know like how much did it go for? So it sold. It was a weird random number, and we got to it a weird way, but it was like two around two hundred fifty thousand, like a little bit over, maybe like a few thousand over. Uh, and that wasn't all cash. That was a hundred thousand cash and then the remaining is like a, a percentage of profits over time which we'll see if you know we get the rest of it we've gotten some of it but yeah so 250 but really 100 up front and then the rest as an earn out it's fine that we talk about this right we haven't signed anything to say that we didn't we'll check there might, be a giant, they like, might just be like beep for this like entire <laughs> entire conversation and then it picks up here yeah yeah it picks up right there um, anyway, yeah, cool. So that's mod. Yeah, and then emoji masks. We listed for that one was a bit different. We just like we want, I think seventy five is what it was, and we had an offer for seventy five day of the announcement for that blog post, 
fell through. Next guy was like, all I can do is 50. We were just like, fine, like whatever. We just kind of wanted to, to get them gone. Like honestly, selling those was a full-time job, each one in, in and of itself. It was a lot of work, just like yeah. a lot of tire kickers. Like I got pretty good at like figuring out who wasn't serious. How, how do you do that? How do you what's your This would be one of those things where if this was filmed about a month after, I would remember. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, There's a few like little questions I would ask. Like I think a lot of it has to do with like their background. Like you can kind of gather like based on what they do for a living or have done. Yeah. Is there a potential that they would have, you know, that kind of cash laying around? Yeah. So what does it look like then, just for people who haven't sold a company before? Like, someone reaches out, they're interested, well, take the call. So we had the luxury of, like, having a built-in audience of other entrepreneurs. Um, a handful, not a big one, but writing those blog posts just, like, got us ahead of the game. Normally, you'd contact a broker. We actually almost went with one. Uh, a broker has its own audience or like a pool of buyers that, you know, can front the cash for something like that. Uh, and I think you give anywhere between like five and 15% to like a broker. I know it's a massive range, but, um, so for us, wrote those blog posts, started getting inbound emails, you know, my email address is in there, <clears throat> tried to weed out some over email. Then you get on phone calls, and there's still this weird balance of like not wanting to give up all this information where they could just like go copy you, but you give up enough where like they know the numbers, just nitty gritty, like how they make their money back kind of stuff if they're smart. Um, yeah, and then a lot of people started like putting in offers and you also kind of can do some social engineering stuff of like, listen, like this guy's putting his offer in by Friday, like we want all offers in by Friday. Like, if it's not in my Friday, like, we're not really going to consider it anymore. Like, it's kind of too late. Hmm. That can work and not work, you know? Like, uh, it, it just, mods seem to drag on and on and on yeah. and on. Emoji masks was a little bit easier. It was like one fell through and then we found another guy. And that one actually went for 42.5, if you remember. Like, final hours, I think he got cold feet a little bit. We kind of, like, met in the middle. He like lowballed after fifty for something else, and we like met in the middle. <laughs> yeah. So, so I suppose your advice to anyone buying a company would be drag your feet a little bit, like get someone really invested, drag your feet towards the end, pretend you're having cold feet, and then do a lowball offer right at the eleventh hour. Yeah, this is also where it's gonna be a giant. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Much. Cool. Good to yeah. know. Yep. Good to know. Um, interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, what What would you say is the reason behind uh, selling the companies? We're trying to say off for a segue. I don't know. If was, <laughs> I don't know if that was obvious. <laughs> gotcha. We used to be really good at segues. Remember? Our practice, Marshall. Trying to slide into the next point. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't really know, John. What What do you, what are you getting at here? The next thing on the list. I know. I know. So. You want me to say it? Yeah. What you say? Right. We bought a building. We bought this building that we're currently in. So we, we've been in this building running office for a little over two years now. And the old owner, still not clear if it, like what the official term is, but it, I think he got really behind on his payments. He put a bunch of money into it previously and it went into foreclosure or like the bank bought it back from him. I think it was a little smoother. So it changed ownership to like a bank about halfway into us being here. Uh, so we just started asking questions like, is it for sale again? Like, you know, we were just curious, like just wanting to know numbers, found out how much it was for sale for, what the other offers kind of had been that they hadn't accepted, had no intention of buying a building, but got kind of like the, the numbers on it, ended up just being decent cash flow. We had some ideas for it that we thought could increase it drastically. Um, so we, a few, actually a lot of stuff had to fall into place. Yeah, a lot of stuff, including selling modern emoji masks. They were two, two big things that had to fall into place. Yeah. Um, so the company, myself, like 
me personally, John personally, the company, and then um, one of our buddies who's also an investor and he'd want all kind of collectively went in, formed a, a separate LLC that then bought the building. Um, so that closed end of November, I think. Yeah. 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 So it's been interesting. We own the space now. There's like six or eight office spaces. Well, there's two retail spaces, I think six office spaces and 14 residential spaces. We actually live in the building as well. Yeah. So go up three floors, four floors. Let's talk about price. Let's talk about like what the original asking price was and then what we eventually got it for. Yeah, all right. It's in the paper. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Not, yeah. So, do you remember original? I kind of was two and a half. Yeah, I think so. 2.5 million. It's in downtown St. Louis. Um, yeah, it was two and a half. And we got it for 1.75 million. We have a mortgage on it. Like, we didn't buy it with all cash. Um, but yeah, it was an interesting kind of process. Yeah. We have some available uh, units and spaces. Uh, if anyone's interested in some office space, yeah, yeah. hello at Need One would be a good email address to reach out to us and contact us. Um, what do we do? Have what do we have that's right available right now? Our old space. Yep. Uh, a pretty awesome. Like actually, it looks similar to this as far as like all white, big uh, windows. It's like eight hundred and fifty square feet. Has its own conference room. We're just upstairs, so yeah. Bonus. Freebie. There's two retail spaces downstairs too. Yeah. Those, um, I don't think retail does really well in downtown. No. Those will probably end up having to be offices or talked about making a photography studio out of them to like rent out to people. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that, that leads us actually on to, well, this is a funny thing. Oh, yeah. So we bought the building essentially, like went through the whole process. I, after we bought it, we found out there was a whole basement downstairs that we didn't even know existed for context we're not just dummies like the building is actually (laughs) yeah i realized that i I said that in a strange way (laughs) there's a it's weird so there's there's two buildings what used to be two buildings that have been replotted or whatever the city is as one so they rehabbed it in like 2007 and on the outside it looks like two buildings like one is like white brick one is orange and the old owner rehab it in 2007. It was like, nobody could even live in it, it was horrible. And there's an elevator that runs through both and it opens on both sides. And that's kind of like what connects the two of them. So if you hit B on the elevator, go to the basement, opens up, there's you know storage lockers and a typical basement. And then like you round a corner and there's just like the stairwell for the whole building. Kind of forgot about this doorway in there that after we bought it, it was a whole, basically this, the floor print of one whole building, yeah. that size, packed with like fascinating, like miscellaneous, uh, like stuff they stuff. had found. The guy used to own a, a few buildings downtown. It's, if you ever seen the show Storage Wars, it was like yeah. that, but yeah. huge. It was like a huge storage locker essentially with just like miscellaneous furniture, like Pains, oh, like couch supplies, like, mysterious files like all yeah. kinds of stuff the old owner's financials were down there um, so anyway there was, a, there was a load of stuff down there which actually was a pretty interesting sort of challenge to like problem to solve in of itself yeah you know, it was like, this really exciting thing oh wow we just like inherited all this shit and now we have to do something about it's it it's like well, how, how do we you can't throw it away because there's like some value to it but a lot yeah. of it's there was like, like AC units down there yeah. like several yeah. So um, yeah, that's a whole different story how we got through it. But there is a particular item that we found. We found a safe, and there's this whole backstory that's like a mystery that is has yet to be solved. But we haven't opened the safe yet either. To be yeah. So before we bought the building, we were touring the units with the agent, and there was one that he hadn't gone into yet that like he thought was vacant, but he hadn't really checked on it yet. And he was hesitating to allow us to go with him. We're like, oh, whatever. And he opens the door, and we all were, like, walking with him. If you remember, it was just, like, the rapture had happened. Like, this dude's, like, full apartment, fully furnished, stuff in the fridge, all gross and had gone bad. Like, TV on the wall, like, 
nothing had been moved Everything out. was there, yeah. It's like his tennis shoes and his pants and like clothes were on the floor too. Like he was, it felt like he just disappeared or like skipped town. So I was like, you know, okay, whatever. Like they go to clear it out. Then I bump into him, the old like agent that was before we bought it and two police officers, like as I'm getting in the elevator one day to like come to work. And then he like calls me an hour later. He's like, hey, I, you probably thought that was weird. Like I want to tell you what was going on. They found a gun in this like empty apartment. I guess they have to like bring the police at that point just so they can just like, get, get rid yeah. of it. Yeah. So there was this weird like backstory on like the guy just kind of stopped paying rent and they never really heard from him again. So that was like months ago. That was like just some crazy unit story. And then the, a group of people start cleaning out the basement for us. And that guy's storage locker linked to that unit they find like this huge bong, like <laughs> like five feet tall, like insane, like frivolous bong. Uh, weed, like he was growing like little weed plants in bottles, what they said. I don't know, it was like scales down yeah, the scales. Tube, so they thought they might be like dealing as well. Yeah. So we're like, okay. And like, they skip found, town. And they found the gun. safe. And then there's a safe. Yeah. And there's clearly stuff in the safe. It's heavy. You can shake it around. You can, you can hear the stuff running around in there. So it, we, I mean, it could be anything, right? It could yeah. be just like a load of cocaine or it could be, you know, like piles of cash or something. Yeah. So um, fingers crossed for piles of cash and gold bricks. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be good. I'm, I'm going to bet right now that it's bullets and maybe another gun. Honestly, I'd be pretty satisfied if that's what it was. Just At least it's something. Out the story. At least it's something, you know. <laughs> I'm just worried it's going to be like pile of papers like yeah his like passport documents something like something really boring like that but maybe like several passports maybe we got like that would be i'd see that on our hands i'd be okay with that yeah. too so i don't know we'll definitely post about it somewhere at least on our own like instagrams or personal yeah. accounts or something but um yeah, yeah i posted safe. something to it on my Instagram account, like three or four people oh. independently messaged me being like, you have to post this to Reddit. Apparently there's a whole subreddit of people that like yeah. find safes and just post about like the backstory and like just sort of involve the community on opening it. So we might do that too. And if we do that, I'm sure we'll tweet it on the need one account. So it's going to be interesting. I'm very excited about doing that. Yeah. Very excited. <clears throat> anyway, so yeah. next thing. Um... I'm going to flip these around in order. Okay. Um, so we, we hired a CFO recently. I think that was like, that is the most senior hire that we've ever done. Um, and just like, we've grown a lot. Revenue's increased. The complexity of us is, we're more complex than a normal, like one company that sells one product. Like things are always changing and it just kind of became too much for like, us and the accounting firm we were using like i thought the books were kind of run poorly it was okay but whatever it was just time to have like a finance guy in-house and uh so that's been great uh his name is brad maybe brad will be on the podcast at some point if we if we keep doing these so can we just message me yeah, I, I pulled up my Evernote account. This is going way off topic. All I see is... We're going to cut this. All I see we'll is... It just says, you suck, bye, from 2015, <coughs> two years ago. So I just replied, I hate you. Aww. I'll take a screenshot and put it in the video. Anyway, hi to CFO. <coughs> um, <coughs> I think I got a bit of salt. <laughs> We're going to cut this. Hang on. Yeah, so the interesting thing about the, the CEO, Seriously, CFO, yeah, who, <coughs> whose name is Brad, by the way. Are you okay? Yeah. I have, have some other miscellaneous drinks here if you want to. You want a Mike's Hard Lemonade? Yeah. All right, let me. Seriously. <laughs> that, Seriously. That Please cut this. <laughs> no. That's so good. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm okay rocking this, by the okay, way. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, it was interesting because the, the counting funnel that we were using. I forget exactly how they were billing this, but wasn't it like a, some sort of percentage oh, of yeah. revenue? Percentage or, of revenue. Yeah. And, and it just grew to the point where it like, we could have hired a full-time CFO for the amount that we were paying this accounting firm, which shouldn't make any sense. Cause they were just like, 
with them, we were just like one of a load of companies, like we didn't get the full attention. They were also very like, they were helpful and they would like react to stuff that we would ask them for, but they would never do any sort of like proactive stuff, which is something I think a CFO will definitely be able to help us out with. Yeah, unless we like brought an issue to them that they would like think about. Yeah. Um, and right around the time he was, I think he was even hired and it was just like starting in a month. We, uh, it was like the final straw that was like, yeah, this makes total sense to hire a CFO. We just get this letter in the mail from the city. Oh, yeah. Addressed to need want. And basically it's like a warrant for the arrest of need want. Not me, not John, not the accounting firm, no, just no one personally. The, the just, company. Just the company as a whole had a warrant for its arrest. Basically like it was some like $200 tax bill with the city that like had gone unpaid or missed. And I think the letter of like the court, first it was like a court hearing that like didn't get the letter for the thing to pay, didn't get the letter to like pay the bill. I think it was like to our old Some office. old address or something, yeah. I was actually in, in England when this happened. Yeah, you were worried about like getting into the country. And you, I just woke, I was asleep. <laughs> and you were like, I woke up in the morning and I was like, you know, one and I opened up my phone. I think you sent me a picture of the warrant and just said like, yep, there's a warrant out for like, need wants arrest. <laughs> happen <laughs> like i leave for like a couple of weeks what the hell is going on oh, yeah, i didn't really give you any details yeah. <laughs> sorry um so we we paid our tax bill by the way we did the 200 dollars yeah. tax bill and got the warrant dropped yeah very weird i, I asked when i went in to pay and they didn't really have a good answer on how that would have worked yeah like how do they arrest the company yeah i mean does everyone get arrested do you think that'd be kind of cool i'm sure someone personally they can get who like has the ability to write that check, mm. maybe. Yeah. Um, so, anyways. Cool. Oh, the Brad thing. Yep. Oh yeah. I know. Yep. Go so this it. super kind of awesome, in my opinion, thing happened um, when Brad joined. Brad's the CFO again. To to, to remind you, like um, first week. First right? week, he received an email from Marshall saying something like, "Hey, Brad, like." Can you just help me pay this invoice? Like, details are attached. They, like, they need it. It, was, it had some, like, urgency on it. Yeah. Like, it needs to be paid by this. Da, 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 da. Brad messages me in Slack and is like, hey, John, like, is this Marshall's personal email address? Like, I've never seen it before. And it was something just, like, super weird. Like, yeah. you know, something at AOL.com or something. Like, and I was I like... I think in Gmail, normally, like, if it was threaded, if, like, you know, my name is Marshall Haas, they kind of just, like, hide... The email address and they just show the name yeah and that's what this person had done yeah and then it was like yeah marshall at sbc global yeah. not actually me you're actually in uh, mexico when this was going on i don't yeah. know if you remember and i said to brad i was like no like i've never seen that before that's super weird like, he we, sent me a we, screenshot yeah, of it i know your personal email addresses yeah and, and i was just like this is really strange like no don't pay it like yeah. let me just talk to marshall about it and yeah marshall was like no, like obviously this wasn't me. I don't have an AOL email address, like whatever. Um, and what what had happened? We we figured out. We think anyway. Well, that's the hunch anyway. Yeah, yeah. is like someone, some genius, I think hacker, you know, social engineering person is like watching, probably like LinkedIn for changes, like that kind of thing. Yeah, figuring out when a new CFO joins a company pretends to be the CEO of this, the, the new CFO, and then just like sends these automated emails just being like, hey, can you pay this invoice like quickly? Yeah. Like get it, catching them off guard, like it, first it week on the job, you yeah. know? Yep. Pretty interesting. Like I have to think that actually works a lot. For sure. Actually, when I tweeted about it, someone linked to some story of, of some public company that their, some senior finance guy or their CFO got duped into like $40 million of this. Holy shit. And yeah, I mean like social engineering works because yeah. new on the job, like want to just like appease your superior. Yeah, totally. like, they're acting like it's uh, an emergency. So, like you could do it in a pretty convincing way too. Like if it wasn't such an obvious fake email address yeah. and it was like Marshall Hassett Gmail with like one L or something. Yeah. He probably, like he might have asked me about it and I would have been like, yeah, like, I don't know. I, mean, I don't recognize the invoice, yeah. but. Now I'm just thinking about like, if they just hacked into my email and they just had my email. Yeah. We started, 
There's this like inside joke about catchphrases between all of us. So any like time I actually send, like we rarely send invoices to like Brad. It's usually just automated, but we'll like append something that's like an inside joke where we know like it's them. <laughs> and then we'll still like reconfirm in like Slack or something like that. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. They, they actually funny. emailed again. Yeah, they did, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. At least twice. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Next thing? Anyways, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, we'll just get into like revenue over the last 12 months or yep. whatever. Yep. Because um, that's the thing we do. We talk about numbers. Very, we're known for being uh, very open about stuff. I think it says that on our website. Yep, yep. Something about transparency. Something about transparency, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I forget the exact number. So it's now February, end of February, mid-February right now, but 2016 revenue landed somewhere around 3.4 million, I think just shy of 3.5 million. And the year prior, we did like 700,000. So we, we have a CFO for this. I don't know what that multiple is. Uh, five? <laughs> yeah? You backed yourself into a corner there. You should, should have left it alone. <laughs> Whatever, we grew a bunch, and it was, it was like our biggest year. Um, and like we can talk about some of the reasons for, for that. Um, like, it's, in, it's been really interesting to plot the last two and a half to three years, if you want. Like with Peel and like with holidays and like with new iPhone launches, it's almost like I could almost predict based on like what revenue is a couple months before iPhone launch and holidays, yeah. how much we should like spike when those periods come around. We just have so much good historical data now that we can kind of like yeah. formulaically kind of take pretty good guesses at this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think in the last episode, <coughs> excuse me, we talked about um, how you know, we kind of trickle along, the graph looks like this, and then like when the iPhone launches, it just kind of spikes, and it has done every year since we started. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, like I said, a whole year ago, we were talking about that, like coming off the back of it. Um, <laughs> I mean, it happened again late 2016. Yeah, and it, it was always a, a multiple, not like a, like I think the year prior, we, it was like five to eight X, yeah. like whatever, the two months prior to like whenever the iPhone comes out, September, October, and then like when it comes out in that month, and then like the uh, following months through Christmas. And I mean, we're doing like 10 to like 15K a month, 2015, and then iPhone rolls were out, and it's like, oh my God, we like finally surpassed $100,000 in a month. Well then like 2016, we're averaging like 100 to 150,000 a month in like total sales for the company or total revenue. And then the iPhone comes out and we did like six or seven X when it came out again. Like, and it, it came down a little bit since then, but like we always like Christmas, we'll be like reaching a new plateau. And then like around there, maybe it comes down a little bit, but like that's the new like baseline, like January, February, March. And it's, it's not this like linear graph, just kind of like chugs a little bit. And then like huge, I'm doing visuals with my hands that I realize most people listen to audio, but like kind of slow, not flat, but like gradual growth. And then Christmas and iPhone launch comes around and it, it really skyrockets. And then the following year, like in January, it just kind of just continues around there. Yeah. Which has been really, really great. And I think it's like word of mouth is really amazing around Peel. Like all these new people get new iPhones. They finally like upgrade and like grab a Peel product. And then like now we have this huge even larger pool of people kind of like spreading word of mouth. That's basically what it's been, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like we've, we've grown a lot over the last year and two years, but we've been like constantly just like pouring it back in the company. Like we're not making cash hand over fist of like profits. Like it's almost all still going back into the company. And that's been the plan and that's, you know, I think we could at least like double or triple again this year if we if we continue that that path. So more on that soon, but yeah, last year was was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, growing pains though. Mm, yeah. We had a huge influx. What 
Kind of happens every time, actually. Like we have a we have a huge. We were like a little better this year about we, you know being prepared for the the big influx. The big iPhone launch usually is, is when things get crazy. But yeah, so obviously the launch was great. Like sales, you know, dramatically increased. But with sales increasing, the support load also dramatically increases. Operations like inventory running out faster than wherever it used to, yeah. like all these headaches. That's that's really what the, the issue came from, is like we sold out, way, like we were anticipating a big bump and we tried to kind of account for that, but it was still much bigger than what yeah. we accounted we for. We like dug deep and yeah. looking back, I mean, it's like five, four or five months ago, like what it was digging deep to us as far as like fronting cash for product and inventory is like hilarious now. Yeah, I know. It's such a small number, but it was huge back then. Yeah. Yeah, and it was still like wasn't enough. So, it was a lot better than the year prior, though. The problem is like, you get increased support tickets with more customers anyway. But because we sold out cases so quickly, that exponentially, I would say, increases support tickets anyway. Because everyone's like, "What's going on? Where's my order?" You're like yeah. trying to manage that whole thing. It's, it's, just, it's also like not as simple as just like, "Okay, you know when the inventory is coming? Update the website. Say like backward till whenever." Like, there's shipping delays. Yeah. Like there was multiple shipments. There was like seven different shipments coming in, yeah. like coordinating packaging, like some, some people order, you know, SKUs that like some are in stock, some are out of stock. So that yeah. has to be kind of managed. Maybe we ship them out in two different batches. Maybe we like wait until the second thing is in to ship them both out. But all that needs to be like coordinated and it takes a lot of just like time mm -hmm. for people like our support staff to like, get around and just like do all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, like at one point we were up to you have quite kind of a big range room down here. Should I just say the range? Yeah. It was between 7,000 and 9,000. Like, it's a shame I can't say over 9,000 emails because that would be good, but. Yeah, I mean, um, it's been a little bit since we remember, but that wasn't like emails we got. That was like the highest load where it was like, you know, the support team's answering emails every day, but we can log into the support system and see like how many open tickets there are. Yeah. Which are just customer emails. And it was like somewhere between seven and nine thousand at one point. And we were doing we everything were just like we backlog. Like we, everyone in the company was like doing support tickets. Like we were like trying to get new support people spun up as quickly like as possible. Hiring friends, friends. Like it yeah. Was... And even with all that, like every single person, this being the highest priority, it still took a few weeks yeah. to figure and out. And like every one of those is a new thread that like probably has at least two back and forth emails. Yeah. And there's more coming in every single day. There's more day. coming in. And because it took so long for us to answer some of this, some of them in, to begin with, because we did have such a long backlog. Sorry, this margarita is going to my head, I feel like. <laughs> um, people would follow up again and like reply to the same email and that would create another ticket. And it, would just, it was just kind of a mess. Um, but I think, I'm hesitant to say this, but I think there's something that we've, hopefully should be a relatively solved problem now. Like, yeah, yeah, like now there's two, at least two years of data going into like that period this year where I think we'll like beef up the team in anticipation of it. Cause there's also stuff that like, you know, people, the sport team that has extra time can do like on top of just like getting tickets out the door. So that'll be interested, interesting going into this year. But yeah, that was a, that was a horrible, yeah. horrible nightmare, but yeah. So that kind of gives a pretty good overview on sort of what's happened in the past year, more or less. Um, but there's a few recent things that we can talk about, mm -hmm. which is next on the list. Yeah. Um, well, so to sum up, then we offloaded mod emoji masks and focused on smart bedding and peel and, and some things that are are still working on. Um, so that's kind of where we're at now. So yeah, that's where we're at. So what's been going on recently, Marshall? What, what have we done past past few months? So the biggest thing was rebranding smart bidding. It's been weird. I've had to refer to it as smart bidding, but as of today, it's now called primary. And there's a, a few reasons that went into that name change. Um, you want to you talk about those? I'd say Two two biggest ones. Well, the biggest one would be we want to do more stuff than just betting. Mm -hmm. So and taking betting out of the name. Calling sense. it smart betting limits us to really just doing betting. Yep. Um, the other issue is 
It was always kind of a weird name to begin with, yeah. I feel like. That was our like, first, that's what started Need Want. Yeah. That was John and our first uh, project together. I feel like the word smart now has like, maybe somewhat negative connotations, or at the very least it has sort of like tech connotations. Like people yeah. assume it's like some sort of smart. There's something electronic in the yeah. Thing. yeah. And actually like, basically every time I pitched it, the first question would be, so what's smart about it? Yeah. And because that was the, ex the sort of like expectation to begin with, I always felt myself having to like mm -hmm. kind of convince them, like pull them it back puts the you other on the back way. Foot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's really the two bigger reasons why I wanted to change the name. Mm -hmm. um, we landed on primary after probably like two months of just like nightmare conversations with um, a trademark a trademark lawyer that we were working with yeah. where. We would go away, brainstorm, you know, a few turnings we'd be happy with, kind of rank them in order, send them to this, this trademark lawyer, and just kind of nervously wait for them to be like, okay, we think you could probably get this one, this one's probably fine, you yeah. know. Like, even before that, like, we, we would just, like, come up with a name, we fell in love with a name, Googled around, couldn't find anything with it, so we would just kind of assume and, like, could find a good domain name, went down that path thinking that's kind of what we should do. And it's like, ah, oh, we should really like make sure we get the trademark. Thought just with the Google search, like we were free and clear. And it was just like 100%, it's already taken. Yeah. So, oh. so it took, I'm, I can't remember how many names that we like decided on, kind of I going mean, Before we about. like gave her like, you know, lists of like 20 names to like check, we had fallen in love with uh, at least two that we were like dead set on. Yeah. We even bought domain names. Like, yeah, yeah. Spent like two grand on a domain name on one of them that like. Which one was, oh, that one. Yeah, I don't want to say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, there, was, there, was a, there was one particular Google search we didn't, we didn't append like a complimentary product to the name and it's just like actually a big name, brand name. It's so funny actually. It's like I'm, not, I'm not gonna say the name, but like, yeah, it, you know how, well, whatever, I'll come back to later when we talk about the, the new products that Primary has launched, which I guess I'll say right now. Go. Um, so we rebranded we re SmartBudding as Primary, but we also released a new product, which is a mattress. Um, and as I'm sure lots of you know, it's a very kind of hot competitive industry right now. Yeah. And the name that we decided on, it had zero sort of like ties to mattress or bedding or anything like that. It was just kind of like, it was, an, it was a word, mm -hmm. essentially. Um, a word that we liked, but just sort of a word nonetheless. And yeah, that company that we found was actually a mattress company, incredibly, yeah. which I think yeah. is just funny in terms of like, it just shows how hot and competitive that yeah, space is right now. Yeah, that's a good now, point, you know? yeah. Yeah, but if you're curious what we did with the mattress, it's, uh, it's primarygoods.com. Um, I'm not really worth getting into on the podcast side of things, but yeah. I think we're pretty excited a, about it. I think we found a good, kind of unique way of positioning it in, yeah, the, for in, sure. the, in the market. So Yeah, I love it too. Like, I, think it's, I think it's awesome. Um, so you'll, you'll see more. Like, the idea now with the brand is home essentials, like the very best of like, the basics. So we have bedding and a mattress. You'll probably see us release things like a pillow, maybe a bed frame one day, uh, things like that. Even outside of the bedroom too. You know, yeah. You could potentially yeah. do other stuff. Couch, maybe. Yeah. So that's primary. Yeah. That, like rebranding something oh. we learned was like infinitely more difficult, infinitely more difficult than uh, designing something from scratch, like coming up with a name for a brand new company, like designing for a brand new company or brand is so much easier it's, than, yeah. there's just like baggage, there's like so many constraints, constraints, I can't talk today, you have to work inside of that, I mean, that project just like dragged on and on yeah. and on. And like, we were always making forward progress, but there was just so many like roadblocks yeah. along the way. It's interesting, like when you're starting something from scratch, I feel like, any decision that you make, there's just no wrong answer really. Like you're just deciding kind of as you go. Essentially yeah. just making up as you go along, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. That's essentially what you are <laughs> doing. what we do. Yeah. It's exactly what you do. But yeah, with, with a rebrand project, it's, it's definitely not that. It's like, you know, this is weird. Like this doesn't make sense. Like this, 
we have to make this make sense in this new context. I don't know. It's, it's, yep. it's a like lot. You can't a lot alienate what you already have. Right. Like, we also just, there's a million little things we forgot. Like, oh, we got to like make sure that product like we sell out of. Yeah. Because the new ones will have tags that say this thing. Like, yeah. Like, this, operationally, it's kind of a nightmare yeah. for that reason. Yeah. And there, there will be customers that just still get products that say smart bedding. And it's just like, I've actually ordered stuff from like furniture companies when they went through a rebrand. It's not as horrible as as we thought it would be, but yeah. it's still just it's awkward is what it comes it's down definitely to. Definitely awkward, but <clears throat> glad it's done. Yep. Glad it's launched. Yeah. Um, so yeah, primary. We started offering uh, same day delivery for Peel. Yeah. In some areas. I think just San Francisco zip codes to start. Okay. And we are working on New York City and potentially Brooklyn at some point. Um, I think that's been pretty interesting. Like same day delivery, not like next day, not Amazon two day, but like same day and there's a cutoff time. I'm not the person to ask this, but it's something like, you know, if you order by 3 p.m., you'll get it same day, which is pretty awesome. Like yeah. sitting in your office or something at like 11 a.m., some dude shows up and like hand delivers it. That's pretty incredible. Like we're biased, but like that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So the way that we're doing it, we're using this, this company called Dark Store and essentially just shipping like a small portion of our total stock that we have in our warehouse in New York to this much more local warehouse that's in San Francisco. And I guess yeah, when we do yeah. the New York one, we'll have to ship it to New York too. But um, yeah, I guess when an order comes in through Shopify, our current warehouse knows to ignore certain zip codes. And then this other warehouse called the Dark Store Operates just kind of sweeps in and fulfills those orders. So that's kind of how it works operationally. Um, but yeah, it has been interesting. I've seen a few tweets of people just being like, what the fuck? This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome. Like, yeah. I ordered this this morning and it just arrived up in my office. Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to when we launch New York because uh, I think San Francisco is our like, third or fourth biggest city. Uh, New York is number one. And then Brooklyn yeah. is number two. So we could get like our one and two, wow. which will drive a lot of our customer base. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's, it, it costs us more. And we haven't really quantified it yet, but like we think the word of mouth from it is worth, like that wow factor is worth the Hopefully. extra five bucks it costs us or whatever. Yeah, how, what, what is the pricing model for? I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I suppose this is the reason why I didn't say anything. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's at least like five bucks more than a normal okay. order, I think. Okay. From like, you know, there's their cost, there's what it normally costs us and that discrepancy between yeah. them, or the, the difference between them. Yeah. Um, so cool. what's what's next for us? Um, so the big thing I think we're working on right now, or one of the big things, is we're working on expanding the Peel product line. Um, up until kind of now, Peel has essentially just been like iPhone cases, iPhone accessories, um, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, it's um, been an iPhone accessory yeah. brand. But you know, we, we feel like we have this audience of people that kind of really care about design, love sort of like the minimal aesthetic that Peel has. Um, and those two things really lend themselves well, I feel like, to yeah. other products it's, outside of just... Yeah, it's like what Peel has always stood for all along. It's not a stretch at all. It's like, it's what you just said. Yeah. And those, like we know our audience, we know like I can picture what someone that buys a Peel case, like the stereotypical customer looks like. And we've been looking at like the other things that they buy and I mean really what we yeah. buy too. So the, the plan is really for the rest of this year to try and turn it into more of like a general like minimalist lifestyle brand that will kind of make really nice sort of everyday carry type products. So we can talk about the products, right? Yeah, I don't want to get the specifics of them, but like sure. they're existing. Like, this is the category, yeah. So it's like we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a wallet, we're gonna do a really nice water bottle. We're gonna do a bag. Well, we're gonna do a lot of bags. A lot of bags. We're getting the leather goods and everyday carry items. Yeah, and a pen as well. Yeah, and a pen. Um, but yeah, every single one of them is just gonna be like designed from the ground up. We're working with this um, really awesome industrial design firm that once we've gone through like a full process of all of that, I think that'll be a really interesting blog post. To, definitely. Because we've done everything in-house up until now and they're just like next level compared to us. Yeah. And yeah, like just the design files that they produce are just so sick. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited to like actually like get these products out there. Yeah. 
it's gonna be cool yeah like yeah those pillars those like three or two or three kind of like design pillars that people the reason why they buy from peel in the first place lend themselves to a lot of different things um so this is kind of a first first wave of products like we, yeah. we brainstorm about five things we wanted to do and we're doing them kind of all at once and they'll release like staggered but yeah like branding free uh super thin and then just like an overall minimal minimalist aesthetic we can do some really cool things with i'm excited yeah um I think that leads well into like kind of just overall lessons learned over okay. the last year, like why we sold off these companies, like why we've honestly been fairly quiet too. Like there are blog posts and stuff that we want to do that we've just been bad about. But I think we have like grown a lot, come into our own as a company, and like especially how big kind of Peel Peel's the biggest, and then, and then Primary is behind it, but how big those are, like the effort of like us releasing a marketing video or us like doing a new product or us doing like a thing that falls into one of those and the effort involved in that versus like spinning up a new product under a whole new brand. Like it's just so much easier. Your efforts go so much farther when you already have this like giant base to, to work off of, which is like peel or primary. So I think you'll see us and we've, been saying this I think for a while doing less new brands and more things under the existing ones we can still do new products we can still do interesting things but more focused as part of like a, a grander whole on those brands yeah so that's kind of the reason for like why not make a new brand for like the water bottle or the pen and we have good reasons why it fits under peel but there's also the other reasons of just, just like, like hundred thousand people primed, ready to buy it. Versus yeah, zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, really, overall, we found like building a brand takes a lot of time, but has been immensely worth it. Like, it's been it's been everything. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, personal stuff. Yeah. Get onto the personal stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have to swap the order for these two. We can't lead with the Oculus Rift thing. Why not? Because the second one's way more interesting. Oh, yeah. Marshall's getting married. I'm getting married. If we led with, we want Oculus Rift. <laughs> and then like, also like I'm getting married. Like, <coughs> I think Jamie would be a little bit annoyed by that. Justifiably yeah. so. Marshall's getting married. Congratulations. I got engaged. That, that priest was all that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, a lot has happened over the last year. Wow. That's crazy. So, Did you know Jamie when the? Uh, sorry if I'm saying names. No, I shouldn't be. no, no. When the last podcast went out, no. So wow, like, that's weird to think about, isn't it? When was the last podcast? February. February. Last February. It was really February. Yeah. We met May. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, lots lots happened over the last year. Yeah. Are you excited? I'm really wedding? excited. Yeah. Like been one of those things where like you meet someone and just yeah. like instantly know like I've always been really good about like knowing like like big commitments in life like like a co-founder or like buying a place or like moving like it's just always felt right and the more things like that have happened over my lifetime where like looking back was like I was correct and like yeah. that gut feeling like maybe I didn't jump on it immediately it's made me more confident in like making bigger choices like that faster, if that makes any sense. So we, yeah, we, we met and got engaged within, I mean, we'll be married within a year of meeting each other in like 10 months of meeting each other. And it's awesome. I have no, like, I think that's weird to some people, but it doesn't bother me yeah. at all. Yeah. I think I'm looking forward to the, the follow-up podcast where we talk about the wedding oh john's the best man by the way i am the best so man he gets to do a speech yeah i'm, I'm so looking forward <laughs> to i know you're not but there's going to be some interesting stuff to talk about once that's all done but yeah as it stands i'm in that kind of stress that thanks for not giving me much time to prepare it i, I appreciate that um, you're welcome but yeah i'm sure there'll be some interesting stuff maybe we can put like some kind of business spin on the whole thing i don't know how interesting weddings are expensive learnings. yeah there we go there we, that might be actually what a great blog post 
idea. Like how expensive my wedding was? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's a terrible idea. I mean, though. like, Jamie and I are paying for it, so it's not like we can't, we're not allowed to share the numbers, yeah. so. I'm sure people, I'm sure our, our listeners would be Paying interested. for the majority of it. Yeah. We're getting some help, but yeah. Cool. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which leads us on to, we kind of buried the lead here, but we got Oculus Rift! Yay! <laughs> Uh, what do you think of your Oculus Rift, Marshall? Well, I think, I'm, I'm assuming the majority of our audience would know what an Oculus is, yeah. but for those of you, if you don't know, like, real quickly, it's virtual reality, it's like one of the two flagship offerings. There's a bunch of them, like, Sony has one now for the PS4, but, like, the flagship one is Oculus and... Vive? Is that yeah. what you say? Or- Vive? It might be Vive. It's one of those things that like I've read a thousand times, but like very rarely do I say it out yeah. loud. Honestly, you know? horrible branding. Yeah. Uh, so we both bought we bought gaming PCs. It's quite intense to get into VR. Yeah, it was expensive. We had to buy brand new like we're on Macs, but we had to buy PCs that were beefed up for gaming, and then the headsets. So how do you like your your Oculus? I um, love it. Dude, it's me too. awesome. It's so it's fun. It's so cool. Yeah, like some crazy experiences I've had. I've been playing this game, which you, you've both completed now, called yeah. Arizona Sunshine, yeah. which is like, it's basically like a Resident Evil style, like zombie survival game. A little more cartoony. Like, yeah. I have never liked horror games. Like, I don't really like horror movies either, so that makes sense. But even though it's cartoony, it still, still freaked me out. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's still really, really scary. Yeah. There's a bit, one bit in particular that really freaked me out, which is uh, you go into this cave. And it's dark in the cave, obviously. It's a dark cave. And in any, any other sort of first-person shooter, usually you have some sort of torch attached to your gun or something. So anywhere you look, it's always just, like, lit up, yeah. kind of by default. Yeah. Maybe, might, like, a little, like, you know, smaller view of yeah, the area. But, but you yeah. still, like, don't really have to worry about it too much. This, one of your hands is a torch, the other hand is a gun. Well, flashlight. So that, I would call that a torch. That's a British thing, I think. A British, flashlight, yeah. whatever. Um, but, yeah, so, like, you can look somewhere, and if you're flashlight isn't pointing that direction you can't see it it's black it's pitch yeah. black which just makes it so immersive yeah. and scary and like you hear a sound and your instinct is just like look behind but you still can't see anything so you have to like yeah. move the torch there quickly too like it's fucking awesome yeah. it's so so fun like it, it's so immersive yeah that's all you can see it's obviously strapped to your face like that before it was another game called Super Hot we can talk about. Oh, Super Hot. We fell in love with that, but it wasn't really like purpose built for VR. It was like tacked on later. Yeah. And then Arizona Sunshine like really sold it for me. Yeah. There's not many games out right now. Like there's there's a few. Did you ever play uh, Rec Room? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Rec Room is basically like a chat room that was like <laughs> built for VR. Um, like it's like '90s AOL <laughs> chat rooms. Like the experience of that when it was novel in the '90s. Yeah. Now like. Today. So you go in there, Oculus is a built-in mic, so you, all you do is just like talk and people can hear you. And everyone has these little avatars that they designed and you can go and like play different like mini games and it's stuff. It's like the setting of like a YMCA kind of thing. Yeah. Like a, like a rec room. But the thing I find so interesting is like, you see, it's interesting seeing how society functions when there's no <laughs> sort of like, there's no, uh, like rules, there's no rules, <laughs> really. Like, there's still constraints, but. There's constraints, but like you, can, you, can't, you don't feel pain, you can't die, you yeah. know. For example, you go into a rec room, I went in there once, and like everyone's just like throwing shit at each other, everyone's just like dancing around, everyone's just like graffitiing on the walls, like it's just fucking mayhem. But it's awesome. I am, um, I'll give you some, some examples yeah, of stuff yeah. I did. You gonna tell me the bucket thing? Uh, yeah, I, I was kind of actually bullying a, a, a someone. Yeah. Um, just like found this like great kind of perch and there was just like darts that just kept respawning in front of me so I was just throwing these darts at this person like that and uh, like you can you can shout at people and like be like hey like Marcus like heads up and just like throw this ball and they'll like oh draw like and catch it it's awesome very serendipitous awesome but yeah I was kind of bullying this person Uh, just kept throwing darts at them it was was amazing Um, and then (laughs) I already knew you could do this because someone did it to me but I put a bucket on her head. And it literally, in the game, you pick a bucket and put it on their head. And all they see is just like, the lights go out and it's dark. And the only way of getting out of it is by like, kind of going like this and doing this motion. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, it was, it was cool. There was this other time where like, 
I, you can pick up random stuff in the game. And I picked up this, uh, you know those big boom boxes from like the 80s yeah. with the, the CD player kind of yeah, things? Yeah. It was that. And I was just kind of like holding it, just like chucking it around. This guy picked it up, pressed play on it, and then started like dancing in front of me. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. Like, let's just dance. It was awesome. So, so awesome. Yeah. There was uh, there's another game... First night I got Oculus, I, it was like my first like blew my mind experience. There's this thing called Big Screen. It's kind of just an app, it's not really a game. And the premise is like you can work on your computer in like cool locations. We okay on time? Three minutes. Sorry. In cool locations, you can just like pull up your desktop screen and you can put it on like a theater screen. You could just be like on Mars and it's just like floating in front of you. There's just like a bunch of different cool settings you can be in. And then there's, again, like chat rooms areas. And the setting that I started in was just like a rooftop kind of vibe on like probably looking out like an LA cityscape. And it was me and a couple guys. And I didn't realize my mic was like built in. I didn't know like yeah. what worked. And these guys start talking to me. And I like, I realized it later and it got so awkward where like then I didn't want to say anything. So they're just like, okay, like this guy's silent or mute or whatever. So I'm kind of just like hanging out with these guys. <laughs> just did that. Just I'm like, just like observing just what they're doing. Like. Yeah. It, there's like five seats you can be in. And they're like, one guy would like throw his monitor up on like a big screen. And so I can talk in like chat is what I was doing, like typing chat. And I was asking like how to do certain things. So what like blew my mind is this guy, like you can show like your desktop's in front of you. I can like lean over and see what like your desktop is. Just like literally by physically leaning over. Wow. And like he sees I'm doing this, <laughs> like, like you're obvious. <laughs> the guy that's not talking, yeah. he's like watching everybody. He's just yeah. like, so he has he has YouTube like playing, and he like throws it up on the big screen, and then he we swap to a theater room, and he puts Netflix on the screen, and he puts on Bob Ross. If anybody remembers, is like yeah. the Channel Three like painter guy that was always on, and we're just like. I finally started talking, but we were just like hanging out, watching Bob Ross together on Netflix. Awesome. Bunch of strangers, That's like awesome. it, like physically, like I can see their head, like it's an avatar, and I can see when they look at me versus when they're looking at the monitor. Just like, I mean that, like yeah. the whole physical or what is the uh, presence, like remote working, totally see you know working in VR. Yeah, it's just mind blowing. And this this is like V one basically. Yeah, it's gonna get so much cooler. Super super cool. Yeah, yeah. So to sum up, VR is is incredible. VR's Love it. Amazing. Can't recommend it enough. Um, Just needs more games. Yeah. So the next thing I'm now realizing probably should have should talk about earlier because it's more of a business thing. Actually, oh, but, yep. But, yep. Um, in the past year, we have discovered the world of credit card points. Yes. Yes, we have. Um, which is something that I mean. I at least knew nothing about before yeah, we started. Like I knew you could get credit card points, but we you just need to spend a lot of money on a credit card to like get points. And they're worth like a penny for a dollar you spend. So like they don't really add up very quickly yeah. on like personal like maybe spend a few thousand dollars a month on food and groceries. Like in a year you can afford a plane ticket. Cool, you know. But we have this friend who kind of opened our eyes and, and there's like a few different cards you can do to optimize like what you spend on as a business. And so we spend a lot of money on digital advertising and postage fulfilling orders. And there's cards you can get that give you extra points for spending in like those categories, which it's really dead simple. Like we just got that card and started piping our like Facebook advertising spend through that and like postage through the, another one or actually the same one. And we've done a lot of cool things just on like credit card points. Yeah, It's basically free. Essentially free. Yeah, and like we pay the bill off every month. Like we're not getting an interest charge or anything like that. So it's been like this nice little built-in like forced vacation thing. Like cool, like you wanna go to New York for the weekend? Like. You can, yeah. it just depletes your points. It's been, it's been fun. Like there's guys out there, like it opened this whole new world to us, like travel hacking, quote unquote. It's actually an interesting blog post on the Need One blog about this, written by the guy who introduced us. Yeah, to Kevin, us, yeah. The whole thing, Kevin is his name. Um, and yeah, he just found every loophole imaginable and basically got the most yeah. insane flight to Japan 
for free, essentially. Like flight and first class, like first class international. We've never done it, but it's basically like you sleep in a bed. Yeah, it's, like it's amazing. Champagne. So without getting too much into it, if you run a business and you have costs that you're paying anyway, and you haven't looked into putting them on credit card and just utilizing the credit card points, so definitely, we definitely highly yeah, like recommend you looking into it. Advertising, post it. Like if you're an e-commerce company that buys ads through social sites, I think it's the Amex Gold Card is the best one we found for that. And you basically get 3x points on uh, those categories. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Um, any Anything you want to recommend outside of Oculus or anything? No? no All right. Sorry. That's cool. Uh, I think we could probably sum up here. Okay. So that was episode 21 of the Need One. Hatching podcast is the name of our podcast. I don't know if we've actually mentioned that. Um, we promise not to take another year for the next one. I think we promised this on the last episode. But I don't think we said we promise not to take another we year. We never said we're sorry. We're really, really we're sorry. sorry. We're sorry we've yeah. been bad. Um, just to remind you, though, you can actually email us questions. Yeah. At hello at needone.com. Yeah, um, I was going to we'll say, try like... try and discuss them on the next podcast. If there's episode. questions that you want us to, like, cover, but also, like, topics you think we should write blog posts about mm, or like something very helpful. specific not like a generic one but uh we have some stuff in the queue but i think just what you want to it helps about. us to get it ha- like we're so close to everything that we do that we yeah, don't feel like any yeah. of it's interesting but i'm sure there are blind spots in like what we think are interesting and what for sure you guys think are interesting so let us know and we'll, we'll do our best to cover those topics either on the podcast or in another blog post um, but yeah, cool. Cool. I'm uh, at John on. Tw- did we even introduce ourselves? I don't think we did. Hi, I'm Marshall. <laughs> I'm uh, one of the co-founders of Need One. I'm I'm uh, John. I'm one of the other co-founders of Need One. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at John. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm also at John. That's new. Probably from the last episode. <laughs> the last episode. Almost got hacked. Another story. Another, another story. Time. Yeah. Uh, I'm at Marshall with one L on Twitter, and I'm at Marshall Haas with two L's and two A's in Haas. You, you I got, need a better Instagram. You got something about that. That's, that's... That was on Instagram. <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous of that, John. <laughs> I've actually been trying to get something better oh, really? for, for a while. For a, like, oh, since right. Instagram's been around. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty bad. You should feel bad about that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, see you you soon. This has been fun. See ya. Bye. Bye.